actually by modern movie theater standards, it would be like relatively shitty. Like it doesn't have full recliners and like sticky beds that you could sit in, like the updated like Regals and AMCs do. It doesn't have like the Dolby IMAX like super 100 decibel surround. That's, but it's, that's, it's like a good the local theater. theater. That's the theater we go to. So the one the one here, it's an AMC and um they have one of those dolby theaters and that's what we we went to go see the suicide squad in that theater yesterday and that theater is awesome like the I, i'm sound, sure like, vibrates like you basically get like a massage while you're in there yeah i'm sure that would be absolutely sick and especially for that movie too which is like insanely hyper violent and colorful and with like it's james gunn so it's got a very good soundtrack as well so I'm sure that was a very pleasant movie-going experience. It was it was a very pleasant movie-going experience. We also we see most of our movies in that theater because it's usually reserved for the um, the latest releases. Like we saw Jungle Cruise in that one too. We've we've been to we've been to a couple we've been to a couple of movies this. Uh, oh damn, Zach, we go into the movies recently. We, we got uh, I I think I told you we've been we're AMC Stubbs members. Free free advertisement. It's pretty fucking awesome. I mean, it's like yeah. twenty dollars a month and. We go to honestly, if you if you basically if you go to one movie, you make it back. First of all, thank you for your service as an AMC stockholder. I appreciate. I'm an AMC, AMC stockholder too, sir. Re- I, I appreciate it. Back. GameStop was a little rich for my blood when all that shit was going on, so I decided to get AMC. Now, let me, let me tell you, as a as a voting stockholder, I appreciate your service because I don't go to AMC at all. <laughs> did you did you vote for did you vote for the uh, free popcorn for uh, stockholders? Yes, uh, of course I did. Are you kidding me? <laughs> like in in lieu of a dividend, like that's probably the most appreciable thing I've gotten for holding a share of anything in my entire life. Like, oh, Berkshire Hathaway, get discounted rates on Geico if I wanted Geico. But <laughs> you know, I'll take free popcorn over that any day of the week, even though probably the discount on Geico is more fiscally responsible. Hey, hey, we're hoping that we never have to use our insurance, but I go through a lot of popcorn. So you, you tell me which one is more beneficial. Exactly. Uh, welcome to Midworst Podcast, a place for very sound financial advice. My name is Luke. And I'm Zach. Uh, we're missing Toilet this week. Toilet is in Western PA, celebrating life, as we often do on a Midworst Podcast. Celebrating, celebrating the Steelers. Celebrating the Steelers' glory days. <laughs> celebrating his grandmother, but more importantly, the Steelers. <laughs> Just cheering on Troy Polamalu. Cheering on Big Ben, Fran Tarkenton, Terry Bradshaw, all of the legends of, of Steelers' glory. Talk about a city that, that really got the, the, the full NFL experience, Pittsburgh. Pittsburgh, Pittsburgh, the Steelers have a name that is synonymous with football. I will, I will say that for sure. I think it's like, had the Bears, I think had the Bears owned the 80s, like we thought, now here we go, seeing orange already, right off. I, I know, right? Three minutes S- Saying the, the B word. Um, no, I, I, seriously, had the, had the Bears had like a run in the 80s with the, with that, with the 85 team, like had they won like two more championships, I think people would. I think people would think differently about like including them in that conversation as well. 
just because of like all the NFL championships, the Hall of Famers. I think they boast that the Bears have the most Hall of Famers. Right? I mean, if the Super Bowl had existed in the in the pre like nineteen in the in the smoking athletes era, oh. I'll say like the cigarettes on the field era of the nineteen forties <laughs> and fifties, like all those NFL championships that the Bears have. I think that. Who is in that picture of Super Bowl one? Is that Ken Stabler? I think is he smoking a cigarette, drinking a Fresca at halftime? Yeah, I, I yeah, know exactly the picture, picture you're talking about. It's it's incredible. It's athletics at its finest. Um, yeah, I, I mean, six Super Bowl championships for the Pittsburgh Steelers—that is absolutely insane for like what is ostensibly a small market team, right? Like, of course the people in the area are obsessed with them. Like what market well, wouldn't do that? Well, I guess Pittsburgh was probably, Pittsburgh was probably considered a big city back in the fifties, right? I, I don't know. Yeah. Like yeah. Okay. It, it wouldn't, it wouldn't be on par with like, it wasn't Detroit. It was, it was never That's like true. that. Yeah, like, was, of, yeah, no precipitous fall like Detroit. Yeah. Like, of course, it's a Rust Belt city that's been heavily deindustrialized and has lost population, but I don't think it was ever like Cleveland, Cl- Cle- Youngstown, or like Ohio. Philly, or anything like that. Philly. When, when Philadelphia that was like the third largest city in the U.S. <laughs> yeah, when what when wasn't Philadelphia on the on the potential list of uh, on the potential list of uh, nation's capitals for us too? That would have been dumb. Sorry, if Philly, Philly was Philly the United States capital, yeah. I don't know. I, I feel like that would be pretty fun. <laughs> What's the name of the river there? It's like the Schlicke, the Schickel. The Delaware? No, 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 no. There's like some like strange ass, like, like I think it's probably Dutch name of a river that goes through Philadelphia. Oh, it's I not... have I have no idea. It's been forever since I've been to Philly, other the, than to drive sh- through. The sh- oh my gosh, this is great radio right here. Zach tries to pronounce um, a river. Schilkill sh- River Trail. The Schickel. Sh- Schickel. <laughs> I'm gonna send it to you in the chat, and you're gonna have to figure this out. I don't know how. how oh, it's the Schickel. The Schickel. Thank you. How did you? How did you let me? How did you let me flounder for so long? And you're like, oh, it's. No, I I didn't recognize what you were talking about until I saw it. And I also saw that one post on Instagram where somebody in that river valley was like, come move to our town. And it was like an insane, like rural meth dump in the middle of central PA. (laughs) It's like, start a small business in here. And it's like, how about no? How about I don't do that? Build a windmill and start a business in middle middle pennsylvania like i i feel like i won't start a hardware store in the middle of central pa thank you very much even if i had that skill set like maybe wouldn't be the first place where i would think about moving because the the post said like rent here is like 300 to 400 dollars per month it was like that is not a particularly good sign for the prospects (laughs) of my small business yeah you're like uh my small business is going to be owning rental properties so that doesn't (laughs) seem like it's a good it's a good place to go I'm going to become a slumlord in the middle of a rural town in central PA. Hey, hey, hey. my grandpa did that in uh, northeastern Arkansas. Seriously? Yeah. So, well, he, he owned, so uh, he, he kind of was like hillbilly, hillbilly rich, him and his brother. They just kind of would have like, 
I mean this in the most like endearing way possible, but they're kind of schemers, meaning like they'd be like, oh, we figure if we could get our hands on some money, we could get, you know, a restaurant over at this corner. Okay, great. We'll run it for seven years and sell it. Um, they did that sort of stuff until they bought a, uh, until they bought a hardware store. And it's basically like back in the day when you'd have like one hardware store for an entire town, maybe a county. Yeah. So they had the hardware store and then, um, they had it for a long time and then they started buying up, um, they started buying up land around the area. And so my mom was like, she still has some land down there in Arkansas, but they, they bought like subdivisions and started building, building houses. And then they were naming them after their kids, but they ran out of streets after my mom's cousin. So we never got Hannah street or Nick street or Zach street. Damn. Um, my dad, my dad was really upset that he never got one. I'm like, why would you get one as son-in-law? <laughs> <laughs> but, uh, uh, no, he, then, then he, he took it, then they, they sold it before Walmart. That, Walmart that was, I was like, just like, about to say like, yeah, yeah. Like right as a Walmart came into town, they're like, all right, see so yeah, you. We're out of that business. But, um, no, then by that time he owned like all of these, him and his brother owned like basically every trailer park. Eastern <laughs> Arkansas, and he would knock on doors to collect rent. I mean, like that was back in the day. Damn, I, I can't believe that in the coming revolution we're going to have to behead your uh, <laughs> behead your entire North Arkansas family. Um, it's all it's all gone. It all it's all owned by someone else now. It's all owned by uh, BlackRock at this point. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, it's all I, owned by Citadel. I maybe that's like why we became friends or like a kindred spirits thing because my grandfather was kind of a schemer as well like much less successful but they sort of parlayed an inheritance into buying a motel in uh, uh northern upstate new york kind of there in we the go. albany area and they were absolutely albany they were bankrupted by Psycho. So like when Psycho came out, it absolutely destroyed the motel industry and especially like the small business owned motel industry. Like if you weren't no part way. of like the, like a chain, like people wouldn't trust it. So yeah. that sort of went out the door. I don't think, have you ever, I mean, outside of, outside of maybe staying at your grandparents' hotel if they had uh, it. no they, okay. that was long have, gone before I ever i don't consider a bed and breakfast account so like i i i we we can talk about battling we can talk about your guys's hot takes about the quaintance of Mackinac later <laughs> but um i don't count i don't count bed and breakfast but like have you ever stayed at one of those roadside like highway motels like that like a bates motel no I they i don't think like in terms of the hotel or the highways I travel, they don't exist. You like mean 65 and 90. Yeah, exactly. On I 80 and yeah, stuff 80. like that. Like the version of that along those interstate highways is like the Hampton Inn. <laughs> right. <laughs> yeah, that's what the Hampton Inn has become. And then, and then um, there's this new brand called True by Hilton. I don't know. It seems like that's geared towards the, the extended stay business traveler. Oh, but in terms of like discount motor hotel, no, I've never stayed in one of those. I like the, the ones that have now just turned into like de facto worker housing near expensive cities, like (laughs) week to week rent. No, I haven't done that. God, 
Um, speaking of owning houses or uh, renting houses and uh, the challenges that come with, I have a new segment. Um, you know, I think that as a podcast, we need to like start developing an angle and maybe one of those ways is becoming an advice podcast. So yes, okay. I, I have a, I have a segment called dear Zachary about, uh, about, um, you know, some advice for people who are turning to the internet for questions. Um, this comes to us via the Reddit Chicago subreddit, um, and I wanted to share it with you, Zach. Sure, let's go. So, dear Zachary, something super weird just happened, and I don't know how to parse it and what, if anything, I should do about it, but maybe someone here knows. I live in a house in Irving Park with my wife and kid, and we both work from home. About oh, a I, half- know, I know the Irving Park area. I have a cousin who lives there. Maybe this yes, is and you, you live not far from there. Um, I, well, actually, actually, they're, they're trying to rebrand part of Irving Park, and there's Irving Park, and then there's Old Irving Park. Old Irving Park. I'll, I'll let you figure out which one's the gentrified version. <laughs> Old this is spelled O-L-D-E. <laughs> this is Irving Park original flavor. <laughs> a, about a half hour ago, we heard a clatter on the porch, so we went outside to see what happened. A lady had thrown a pot of boiling water at our house, including the pot, and was now briskly walking away. My wife got out and went to ask the lady what happened, but the lady didn't seem like she really wanted to talk. She just said a few words about the basement not being good, everything must go, that house, it's not worth it, repeated those statements a few times before hurrying off. She looked maybe in her 50s and sounded to me like a Hispanic accent, although she didn't say a lot, so it may have been different. So what just happened? I highly doubt she wanted to give us a gift of a beat-up nonstick pot. I just remembered a couple weeks ago that we kept finding chewed sticks on our porch, and at one point a chair that's usually on there was knocked over. We assumed that it was the work of a neighborhood dog, but now I'm thinking it might be this lady. So Zach, what is going on here? Um, okay, they definitely have a demon living in the house. And you <laughs> need to just go straight to the exorcism. I think Saint Ben's church is like down the street from there. You could probably get you could probably get a priest to, to go over from Saint Ben's to, to, to help out with that. Because I think you originally you just immediately have to go to supernatural. There's you, ghosts. I mean you, I believe, you think are you that, a ghost guy? Uh no, I don't what? believe in ghosts. Oh, I'm, a, I'm a I'm a ghost guy. So you you think that this lady is practicing some kind of voodoo or santeria on the house? Um, the pot of boiling water is a little is a little too specific. That's almost like if I if I opened up like a like a like a like a diary or something from like uh, 1700s uh, Spain or spain or something like that they, that that would be a remedy to get <laughs> so, rid of some real old-timey religious yeah, shit yeah like 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 la iglesia sagrada stuff or whatever like that would be like some way to like get rid of like an ofresca or something i mean that seems very weird to me though like even it seems like almost too banal for that like if somebody was smudging outside my house or like constructing some kind of thing like the Blair Witch thing outside that's, that's of my house. That's the second thing I thought of was like the Blair Witch sticks. Yeah. You know, that would always show up out in front. Yeah. And I mean, I've seen 
stuff akin to that in parks. I'm not sure like if there's I any particular shit, man. <laughs> I'm not sure if there's any particular yeah, religious I, affiliation. I, I'm, I'm going to tell you too, that every morning I walk out to my backyard and I have a shit ton of chewed up sticks in the back. <laughs> and it's because I have two small dogs. <laughs> they just bring me sticks. They're like, they bring them to me. Like it's some sort of game, but you earnestly believe in ghosts. Sure. Why not, man? I hear, I hear things creaking all the time. I think that's probably more so to do I, with like house being constructed out of wood and not I, ghosts. I also growing up, I, I never really realized it until I was a little bit older, but like I lived uh kitty corner to the evergreen cemetery in town. Mm-hmm. Oh shoot. Sorry. I probably bleeped that out. Um, there, it's okay. I'm sure that there are one or two evergreen cemeteries <laughs> in the world. Um, and also, but, anybody listening to this podcast who knows me and you could probably figure out where exactly we grew where it was. Up. Yeah, but I feel like I had to come to peace with ghosts; otherwise, I'd get scared all the time. That's so true. You, to... you welcome the presence of spooky ghosts. Come on, come hang out with me. It, it could be Casper. I, I mean, I live in a house that is, I think, a hundred and twenty years old right there's, now there's there, you get you got a ghost or two in there like, there's, there's if, if there are ghosts like we're talking about like type typhus era like house like i'm sure that there are a couple of ghost babies floating around in this house if they exist this is mildred she died of consumption in this house <laughs> her spirit haunts died of consumption there you go that's an old timey reference right there yeah, old timey diseases. Okay, so I would, I'd, I'd say this guy has uh, <clears throat> one. He, I, I would say, um, run an exorcism. Make sure that he does it when she's watching. Yeah. Uh, and then number two, I, I you just gotta sell the house. I don't know, like go find somewhere else to live. I mean, like either, get a ring doorbell maybe before you sell the house. <laughs> yeah, yeah, or get a or get a simply safe promo code AMP free advertisement. <laughs> Um, you get a simply safe system. I guess that's sorry. That's number two is get a simply safe system to check it out. And then number three, uh, pff, selling the house, the house seems the like move on. I don't know. Selling the house seems like a giant pain in the ass for just like some random person deciding that it's haunted because like this guy isn't saying my house is haunted. It's like somebody in the neighborhood thinks, thinks my, my house, house is haunted. Is haunted. <laughs> <laughs> somebody else is coming over and like acting crazy around my house because they think it's haunted. Well, I don't know. I feel like it's always like the crazy person who nobody never listens to in the movies. That's true. Who ends up being right? That is like very true. That that always happens where the old person in the neighborhood who's a little weird comes over and recognizes that your house holds like the gateway to hell. Like your random house in Irving Park in Chicago, <laughs> Illinois is actually the entryway to hell itself. Actually, yeah, the devil decided to build his doorway right underneath your third floor walk up my house has a has a weird smell to it sometimes in the, in the like summer sulfur. is that brimstone <laughs> <laughs> this is my house smell like no, brimstone. no man that's just brimstone you need fire and brimstone oh of course and uh, we have a gas stove and that burns super hot like we really need to adjust our recipes so maybe there's something going on 
Wait, it actually like I do love a good I do love gas stoves. Our our house has a gas stove and I'm Oh, I'm Zach have, and I'm a homeowner. I could decide I, what kind of stove I have. <laughs> I do have two I do have um two gas related things that we can discuss if you'd like to. Yeah, sure, go okay. for it. So I saw if I, so <laughs> try not to laugh delivering this cuz this is definitely not what the article was hinting at, but I just like my dumb 12-year-old brain <laughs> thought about this. So there's like some guy at like who lives near a bog or whatever in uh, I think somewhere in 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 It's England. the UK. It's the UK. Um <laughs> and so every day he spends hours harvesting methane from this bog and then he uses it to power his bike. So he has this like basically like a dirt bike and it gets powered by methane and so people are like is this the future of sustainable transportation and so my brain seeing methane powered bikes goes immediately to like how sick would it be if we had fart powered bikes it's like, I mean it's like a Rick and Morty skit come to life first of all I'd say this guy has about like four months to live with his like <laughs> gas powered bicycle like. <laughs> just living in a bog just like inhaling methane all day it's like i feel like also too it said something like he takes him like two hours or three hours or something like that to get enough methane for like half a day's worth of driving that's that's efficient um but i mean that is because he's using a swamp to power his motorcycle like if I feel like he could really do better by going to the local uh, cow or pig farm and trying to harvest methane there. Uh, And I also like see him with like a giant funnel just covering it (laughs) over a swamp. (laughs) I have no idea how to harvest methane. Yeah, I, I, it's, it's like, a vacuum. Yeah, yeah, it's just a vacuum, just like, like, like sucking in all the methane floating out of the water. I, I mean, I think it'd be pretty pretty awesome if there is like a way we could you know trap you know excess gas released by humans and then use that to power our cars i mean that's the dream right there i mean like the best version of that we have right now is the uh diesel engines that run on french fry oil like what (laughs) sort of human byproducts could we use to power a combustion engine just human feces just like power like there's got to be some methane in that right oh man Uh, what about like a p-powered bike um i I mean i guess you could use urine to conduct electric i don't know i am first of all for all the listeners, two definitely not chemists talking <laughs> two, about two this. Two very much not scientists, although I believe we do both have bachelors of science. That's true. I have a bachelors of science in marketing, which is the furthest. bachelors of science in accounting. <laughs> so about that is closer to science than what I do. Because <laughs> at least there's like mathematics involved. My degree is just like not science at all. Well, I think that's the future. We, 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 we harvest our farts, cow farts, um, any farts, really. And then we can just take that gas and, and power, a, uh, power a bicycle. I think urine is alkaline. So if you like treat it in some way, it can be used to I, power a battery. I did hear, I don't know if this is true. When we were in Rome like years ago, they said that they used to keep, um, people would keep big urns out in front of their houses in the streets and then like if you had to pee you just pee in someone's urn 
and that sounds throw, really delightful. They would throw bay leaves in there, and then they would they would um, <laughs> start their... to do a, a dressing for the past. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, and then they throw their togas in there, and then that was supposed to like bleach them. It was like a natural. It was like a natural way to bleach your toga. God, the past must have smelled so bad. <laughs> That's what the bay leaves were for. Oh, of course, we throw a couple bay leaves in there. <laughs> Next yeah. time, yeah, just I'm gonna have I'm gonna offer instead of uh, using uh, Glade or or some sort of air freshener, I'm just gonna have a bunch of. Uh, Bay leaves. Yeah, here, toss some bay leaves. Dried in the herbs in my house. <laughs> Speaking of smudging, like you're gonna need to smudge the city after, like, with your giant urine urns for your togas. <laughs> okay, and then moving on, gas station misadventure. Okay. So we were we were coming back from Mississippi. This was a couple couple of vacations ago. Yeah, I know, um, right? Yeah. Do you have another vacation lined up for next week too, dude? Um, no. I think the next I think the next trip is um mm-hmm's wedding at the end of our friend's wedding at the end of uh, September. But I I I was going through the gas station looking at different foods and mm-hmm. What do you think is there anything grosser than the pickle in a pouch at a gas station? Like I'm talking like rural gas station too. That's bad. And I've seen people buy that too. But what is the point of it? That's a big ass pickle too. That's like a that's like a Yeah, like I know. Bugs Bunny having to take a bite out of a carrot, rip it off kind of kind of pickle. That it's like a big old deli pickle that's just sitting there. <laughs> Like, if it was cut yeah. into spears, I could Ugh. maybe see it. Also, how's your sodium intake? Yeah, if you seriously. look at, like, the nutrition information for, like, one, it's like, pickle spear, it's, like, a quarter of your day's value of sodium. So that big old pickle, I assume, is just, like, Kidney Stone City waiting to happen. Oh, my gosh. I, I'm trying to see if I can find. Oh, okay, Amazon's not going to list out the um, the nutritional information. Oh wait, here we go. Here we go. Oh, oh God! There's four <laughs> servings in a container. This yeah. Is a Van, Van Holten's pickle in a pouch, large deal pickle. Mm. It's uh, it's got um. You should prime oh, deliver that to your house right now. <laughs> it's at 64% if you ate the whole pickle it's 64% of your daily sodium intake <laughs> I hope you're not going to plan on eating anything else yeah I know right like I hope you're not planning to have one slice of cold cut turkey for the remainder of the day <laughs> uh, but anyways that was that was I, I just I, I think that that's just probably one of the most disgusting things I, I just don't know who's even ordering them it's like the it's like uh pickled eggs at a bar that are just I, I was about to say like yeah. probably the next step there beyond the pickle in a pouch is the hard-boiled eggs at the gas station that come in the pouch oh god just stop and they're, I'd rather, and they're I'd just rather have like the gas station hot dog they're just hard-boiled eggs in like an iv bag filled with, filled with saline <laughs> solution and then you eat it it's like 
out of all the things in the gas station, like that's probably the healthiest thing that you could buy there, other than like the terrible cantaloupe in a like clamshell that they have. <laughs> like that's probably like out of all the things in the gas station, it's probably the least disgusting I, and healthiest for you. I, but in your brain, it's like this is terrible. I yeah, can't the, eat this from here. The impetus for why I was like kind of paying attention to this dill pickle in a bag. Cause I probably would have just brushed over it was, I think we were in search of uh, a snack that wasn't chips. Yeah. Basically like we're looking for some or chips or candy. And so like, Oh, I guess we'll take a look at what else they have. And it's like hard boiled eggs, pickle in a bag, or I guess maybe some pork rinds. If those, I guess, because apparently on the keto diet, you can eat like as many pork rinds as you want. Are you doing keto right now? No, I'm not doing that, but I assume it's healthier than eating chips. Oh yeah, of course. That's like keto's no, trick. No, no, it's no. like, you know, it's healthy eating like bacon and pork covered yeah. in margarine. And cream after, after listening, after like both like Big Cat and PFT getting kidney stones within like 18 months of each other after doing the keto shit, like that's. That's probably all the the marketing and advertisement will need for that kind of diet. Yeah. First of all, like as a kidney stone, kidney stone survivor, survivor myself, yeah. my uh, urologist so was like, don't do keto ever. <laughs> <laughs> like if you want to do a low carb diet, that's fine. But if you do keto, you're putting yourself at serious risk for more kidney stones. It's like, okay, good to know. I they actually, I yeah, like they actually did give themselves kidney stones, but uh, I, I, I mean, I digress. So like the the next thing on that gas station misadventure, and I'm not proud of doing this, is I actually got a cup of coffee from like, you know how if you go to like basically most, pretty much almost all modern day gas stations, they have the one that like grinds and brews the coffee for you. Yeah, right big there. old Keurig. Yeah, yeah, exactly, like a big old Keurig. Um, this one didn't. Still had those like. Diner had the pot drip. on the warmer yeah yeah pot on the warmer like you know the orange lid for decaf and the the brown lid for, yes yeah this is the only 90s kids remember this no i'm just <laughs> kidding um but uh the coffee was wasn't really quite warm enough and so there is a there was a microwave next to yes. next to the station here it we was used fucking for, go <laughs> it was supposed to be used for like the hot you know, dog yeah you're like microwave burrito or something like that it's yeah like, it was just disgusting like think of like the grossest microwave you've seen at a college house yeah oh and, like that's exactly the type of so i just kind of like shoved my coffee cup in there and warmed it up for <laughs> for about 30 it enhances the out. flavor like <laughs> what I'm, I'm cupping this coffee what is the flavor profile that i'm getting <laughs> off of this mm, mm, getting some some uh some some mexican rice and a little <laughs> bit of cumin um i'm i'm getting the buffalo chicken rollers on <laughs> <laughs> this in my coffee this is a flavor experience yeah so those are my gas station misadventures it also involved um driving a stick shift uh truck my uh in-laws have in the car that my wife grew up driving is a uh 94 it's a mazda but it's basically the same it's built on the same line as the ford mm -hmm. ranger so it's like mm -hmm. the two you know the two-seater like, like a light truck like a light uh, pickup truck very light pickup truck um, those are cool i like yeah, those by the way it's it's fun it, i mean it's fun to like to like you know, just sort of like bang around town in one of those. Um, but I was I was driving that that truck too, and so I felt like nothing 
nothing makes you feel more emasculated than not being able to drive a stick shift when like a bunch of like yeah kind of like bubba, get, bubba get guys by like, your wife yeah, to drive yeah stick. exactly she's like no let me figure it out i did have a point where i was kind of like i i was stopped on an incline at a red light and like i couldn't get it into first gear fast enough so i just braked um katie's like you gotta go you gotta go and like there's a guy behind me and i'm like go go forward go forward he clearly <laughs> realized what was going on and he just started play reversing. through <laughs> yeah, yeah. he just started reversing back and back and back and then let me then let me go and and take a take a stab at it but i i, I, I figured it out with without any property damage but that's so it was all part of one fun driving and gas station adventure so you learned to drive stick at 30 years old yes First of all, congratulations. I'll also say that those light pickups, like the Ford Ranger or the yep. Mazda, whatever you were driving, for 90% of pickup guys, people who own pickup trucks, that is a sufficient size truck. That's all you need. Yeah. Like, have you seen the fucking absolute size of Dude, modern I'm, pickup trucks? I am not kidding. In our neighborhood, we have a guy who has like, I mean, I don't have no idea what he does for a living, but he has a Ford. He has an F450. I didn't know it goes beyond <laughs> F350. This is like the biggest truck I've ever seen in my life. Like, yeah, I am in the – dude, I am in the heartbed of of southern truck culture, but southern white-collar truck culture. Yeah. It's like it, – it's just like I actually have an office job and – but I, I have a, but I, a pickup truck. I have a Dodge Ram. But I have a, a Ford Raptor. So actually, that's kind of honestly the, the type of truck that like probably these. Also, like an eighty thousand dollar truck. By yeah, the way, yeah. I mean, that's probably the truck. That's probably the right like truck market for a lot of the people around here. But it's like, yeah, here's my F three fifty King Ranch. Oh, like those are just straight up pedestrian killers. By the way. Like if you're talking about like making your neighborhood unsafe for kids to play around in, like yeah, I'm not a one of those. I'm not a tall person, but I was standing next to like a base model Dodge Ram the other day, and like the top of the hood was at my chin. <laughs> like yeah. I'm five ten. Those things would like wipe out a pedestrian easily. Like you put kid, the kid, yeah, like a like, like a, like a kid, kid or like a short adult, <laughs> like someone <laughs> who's five five, like a you know a woman or something like that, or just like a short king. Like you gotta be on the look <laughs> lookout for short those king. Um, yeah, that's that's pretty. Like I, I like like our friend Chewy. I like his Toyota Tacoma. I just think that's probably like the more. Um, it's still that's, a huge truck. It's though. still a huge truck, but that's the best one. I think that's the one that has the most like probably utility between everyday life and also being able to like be the one friend who has a pickup truck when you have to move. But I mean, yeah, we we appreciate it then for sure. Shout but out I, all I, our buddies with pickup trucks when we move. We appreciate but I, you. But I still think that the uh, like Ford Ranger style light pickup is still incredibly useful in that application as well. Yeah, I, I wish when. Um, when my uncle passed away, I think this was like 2006 or so. I wasn't 16 yet, but uh, my mom he had a little Ford Ranger, and my mom was like, "Hey, if you if you want it, like we'll like you can have it. We'll drive you know we'll drive it up to Chicago." And I think I like 
I think I said no because I wanted the wanted to drive the Pathfinder instead, and I wish I would have said yes because that yeah. truck was sick. It was like a little two seater red red pickup with a stick shift. It'd still be going strong today if Katie's ninety four Mazda, which is built on the same line, is going strong. Actually, right. the new Ford Ranger. Have you seen the new Ford Ranger? I've seen the Bronco and no, the I've, new Ford Ranger. Like it's actually like, it looks pretty sick. I mean, I, I street park a car. So getting a truck just like, doesn't make sense. Like when you have to parallel park your car, the, like all the time. Oh yeah. It's, it's the worst. I do like how the driver's wearing a mask though. I just noticed that. <laughs> Seriously. Yeah. Did you click that picture? I sent it to you in the chat. It's a pretty, it's not a bad looking truck. He's on his way to be a doctor. <laughs> that's, that's what, Driving that's what in I, the frozen tundra somewhere. Yeah, right. Uh, have you seen pictures of the new Bronco? This looks yeah. like my Focus turned into a pickup truck. It does. It does. I, I guess they're not making sedans anymore, so that kind of makes sense. And 26000 for the base models. It actually seems okay. It's a huge cab though like well, yeah i mean it's 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 you're right it's it's 90 percent of truck truck people could probably use that truck and be fine yeah but i'm not talking i'm the two-seater too is like i guess like having a five-seater is probably convenient as well but i don't know i like i like the new bronco brother-in-law's got one of the old like 1970s or what 1980s broncos or whatever like if I, if I was going to sell my focus and get a truck, I would probably get the Bronco, but I don't know. I, I don't you think that keep, I, I don't need his pickup focus. truck either. Like I'm, I'm complaining about like the guy that I'm trying to become. No, look, you need to get the 1991 Ford Bronco Eddie Bauer edition. <laughs> Remember when Eddie Bauer Ford Explorers were a thing? I feel like that was like if you couldn't get your hands on a Lincoln Navigator in 2002, you got a Ford Explorer Eddie Bauer edition. I'm going to get the Jeep Grand Cherokee Call of Duty Black Ops edition. <laughs> oh, did I tell you, spe- speaking of, when we, got our, when we got our Rogue, I think I might have told you this story, but Rogue One had just was just out and we found this like awesome Rogue that was at a, uh, I was at a uh, CarMax in like Mississippi. And so, we were like looking at it. It's really cool. It had like moonroof, had like side lights and like all this sixty thousand like dollars. Every, everything, no, everything tricked out. No, it was like it was like twenty thousand dollars or something like that. And we were like, like no miles too. Had like maybe ten thousand miles on it or something. We we're like, yeah, what is wrong? Like I kept looking at him. Like what is wrong with this truck? What is wrong? Or what is wrong with this car? Excuse me. What is wrong with this SUV? Um, and so I kept looking at it, looking at it. In the meantime, we told our car max rep, we're like, hey, yeah, can you bring it up to Tennessee? And they're like, yeah, sure. Like, basically, it's this huge logistical nightmare, and they do it for free. Yeah. And so she brings it up, and in the process of it, I realized that it was the Star Wars Rogue One branded <laughs> Nissan Rogue. And so, like, there was just, like, Star Wars emblems, like, all around the car that you couldn't really see in the pictures. But I, yeah. like, looked it up online because I was like, wait, I think that there's some sort of, like, cross-marketing thing going on with Nissan and Star Wars. And, like, boom, lo and behold, that was it. So that was the end of that. That was the end of that car. 
Well, before we get too far away from gas station food, I would like to uh, oh, no. go to our show and tell segment of the live unboxing here. Okay, the podcast live unboxing on the radio. All right, so we'll do a little play by play action. So the other Bottom week we third. were discussing novelty chips, and Zach brought up uh, blue heat takis, and I was fortunate enough to uh, find them at my local Walgreens. And I, I was able to find in supposedly individual size bag. I'm just going to uh, go off the some nutritional facts, nutritional facts for blue heat Takis. Uh, there's a little thermometer on the front for the heat level and it's uh, full and it says extreme. So really excited to eat these. I do think one of my favorite noises is crumpled potato chips into a microphone. <laughs> I don't know, a couple of potato chip bags. I mean, I, I guess that maybe makes me an ASMR, ASMR person. Moment. <laughs> um, so this is the small size bag. I wasn't going to get the big one. Um, nutrition facts, 140 calories per serving. So there you go. That's pretty good. There are four servings in this container. What? And it's like a small chip bag. That's that's one eighty nine. That's like not even. I you wouldn't even be able to find that at a gas station. That that bag is so individual, single served. So that's about six hundred calories worth of takis for this individual size bag. Forty um, percent of your total fat, if you eat it all. Forty percent of your daily value saturated fat, and about fifty percent of your daily values worth of sodium. Ugh. Just in so, that bag. Oh, put that with your, put that with your, uh, with your pickle in a bag. There you go. Yeah, ex- exactly. So we're gonna, we're gonna okay, try this these. Uh, opening the bag, folks. Ugh. Okay. How's the? Uh, how's Smells the ba- like regular talkie. How's the ba- how's the talkies blue flavored back shot? Also, nine forty five in the morning. <laughs> All I've had to eat today is a is a nitro cold brew from Starbucks. So we're oh, you're really about to shit your brains out. Uh, okay, so also, folks, it's <laughs> it is it is it's more like blue green, kind of like a seafoam green, to be honest. But Luke is also using chopsticks. Crunch by the mic. Oh oh oh! Your tongue is blue already. Oh, ooh, not good. Not good. There's a grimace. First of all, they're not particularly spicy, and they're worse than normal Takis, which I actually kind of like. They taste like... Looks like you just took a shot of Malort. Yeah, blue. Uh, God. That's terrible. What the fuck? (laughs) Um... Who, Who decided to make this? This is uh, I'm I'm reading. This is a May six two thousand twenty one review on Walmart's Blue Takis nine point nine ounces bag of um Blue Takis. I said I bought these for my fourteen year old who's obsessed with Takis. I thought she would like these. She ate a few and decided they were not good at all. Stick to the original flavor of Takis. The blue ones are just a gimmick. I mean, I appreciate you giving this another, giving it another try. How is it on the second go around? They taste like normal Takis, but like worse. And they taste worse than like the Kroger brand Takis too. Ooh, there's Kroger brand Takis? Yeah. 
I think it's like really underrated how the the branding exercise of getting children obsessed with Takis. <laughs> I, f- I feel like that's like the driving factor and like now that they're distributed like everywhere because it used to be like kind of a specialty product well, and now you can I... get them in any gas station or convenience store I remember when you used to bust those out the blue room back in the day no idea where those came from and i'm a chip connoisseur i bet there's not there isn't a potato chip flavor i have met that i didn't like i mean i just met one and i'm sure if you <laughs> if you did you would too but yeah usually i'm like all in on novelty chips like the mango chips i bought were great the i finally got the spicy chicken sandwich flavored pringles and those were yeah, we pretty those. good actually we like those as a team uh but yeah, stay away from the blue Takis. That was a not particularly good experience and probably terrible radio too. So I'm really glad I could bring that to the podcast. Well, it was good. We needed to give a PSA out to our fans because we know the, the Venn diagram of Takis enjoyers and AMP listeners is uh, it's actually just a circle. It, it's a circle. <laughs> it's just a circle. I mean, I feel like the people who don't like Takis are just parents. I feel like parents <laughs> hate Takis. If you're a parent, you don't like Takis. If you don't have kids, you're okay with Takis. Yeah, and if you're a kid, you probably love Takis. Actually, no, just don't eat Takis. Just eat Flamin' Hot Cheetos. Everybody likes those. It's it's just hilarious how violently unhealthy Takis are. They're like, <laughs> a, like twice as unhealthy as potato chips, which is like the worst thing that you can eat. Other than the orange chicken from uh, Panda Express, which is the unhealthiest thing on earth. Do you remember when there was like a period from like 2001 to 2003 where everybody thought Panda Express was healthy for you because it just wasn't McDonald's? I I feel like that was just us as children living in a bubble. No, 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 no. That was definitely like we would go to the... Or that there were like vegetables in it. We would go to the American Airlines terminal. Circa yeah, it's still there, by the way. Yes, of course. It's, that, that thing is probably that thing is probably a cash cow. But we would all we would stop, and I would still get McDonald's. But my parents and Hannah would get uh, would get Panda Express because they're like, well, it's not fried like McDonald's. But I'm like, you're eating orange chicken. It's fried. <laughs> it's covered in sugar like, oh, sauce. This is just by by virtue, since it isn't McDonald's or Burger King or Taco Bell that it's got to be healthy for you. And it's like, no, nah, actually there's like a week's worth of sodium. That's just <laughs> going to be like, that's just going to be the, the name of our podcast, like deadly amounts of sodium would be the name of today's fuck a week's worth of sodium. It's got a week's worth of sugar in it too. Yeah. You didn't even, well, it's hard to get past the sodium. Yeah. When you get past the sodium part. Yeah. I feel like there's like vegetables in it. So it seems healthier than it is. And like, hand up like i know I, I like you know good chinese food too but sometimes you just get the hankering for panda express dude i i i hear you when we were on when we were on our honeymoon when we were in Kauai, we were getting so tired of like all like the resort food and everything that one day we just went off uh went off the premise and, and got and got panda express <laughs> because we were just so tired of all the that that's that's balling talking about hillbilly rich like well, going to hawaii and being panda like express at your all-inclusive resort for a week <laughs> uh, 
I got I, I need I need some help though with something today. This is uh this is definitely not um this is ten this is uh, not related at all to Takis, but um did you see by any chance this was a couple of weeks ago, there is a I, I feel like this happens once a year, but there is a like terrifying video of a carnival ride going wrong in like the Traverse City Cherry Festival. Traversity. Traversity. <laughs> So basically, it was like you know the ride that goes like whoosh whoosh. The yeah, the Viking ship. Like, yeah, and no, but then it goes up like it goes up top like it starts going slow. Oh, like is it spinning and, around no, no, too? No, 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 no. Everybody's everybody sits down and you're all facing the front, and yeah. then it kind of goes left, right, left, right. It keeps going higher, progressively higher. Oh yeah, sudden, it just makes it doesn't actually do. It does a loop like up but like you don't go inverted you yeah just yeah okay i know what you're talking about so yeah. so they they made they they the the fine folks at the traverse city cherry festival um putting this <laughs> putting this um ride together did not the professionals the at the traverse city cherry festival traversity. uh the professionals did not level it properly so there's this terrifying video of like this ride going and then but the um metal st- stage or whatever that it's on is like is like 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 flying back and forth and all of a sudden like all these spectators just basically had to run up and grab the rail there's like 30 people i love running rail. up and having to grab a moving carnival ride and, so and they're like don't... they're like securing it to the ground but anyways we're going to the williamson county fair tomorrow and i am terrified that i'm gonna have to ride one of these rides that i'm gonna be bullied into riding one of these and I've seen too many. I've seen too many videos, and then the one of that dude, like the 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 one in the running in the cage, and then all of a sudden he fell like two stories. Um, he's running in one of those like 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 balance sort of like the um, oh you know what I'm talking like it's a hamster in a wheel, and then it goes up yeah. and down and stuff. And he was running in that, and then he fell and like cracked his back and legs and everything. Uh, well, first of all, that guy is an acrobat. That wasn't a <laughs> carnival ride. I know, but I don't want to see it. I don't want to have to be there and see it. I think, I'm just, heard... I think I'm just going to go give the carnies all my money on like games that are the, impossible. The to throw win. the baseball game. Yeah, throw the baseball at the things that are clearly super glued to the stand. Have you ever heard the old machinists saying, which is don't stick your fingers where you wouldn't stick your dick? No, but I uh, that's 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 probably good advice. I feel like, first of all, running up and grabbing a carnival ride, that that would be like the first thing that pops into my head. Just like, I, I couldn't imagine having to grab like moving metal machinery to keep it stable. I, it was, it, they, they were grabbing, they were grabbing like the base of it while the like arm was still operating, but like it was still fucking terrifying to watch. And I'm like, and now I'm now I'm going into a fair with like all but, of these rides. I, I think I'll just stick to like the merry-go-round. But like, think of like how the tilt-a-whirl is put together. Like, what of those things just like flying off and 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 just just wrecking havoc? I mean, like inside you are two wolves. One wolf is <laughs> stop <laughs> is the part of you that's like I wouldn't stick my fingers where I wouldn't stick my dick, and like my dick is my entire body and the machine is the carnival ride and the other wolf is like the more dangerous the carnival ride is the more fun it is like yeah. the better thrill that you get out of it 
and it's like whatever wolf wins on that day i i think if i if i have a beer beforehand it's probably the wolf that that one's still like the more dangerous the more fun I mean, the Tilt-A-Whirl is a teacup ride. You're going to be fine no, on I, that. No, I know. No, I know. I just remember, like, the, you know, the carnival in our hometown that would happen every year? Broadfest? No, no, no. The one at the elementary school. Oh, yeah. yeah. I want a goldfish yeah, yeah. there. Of course you did. for, like, six years. <laughs> um, That one, I feel like the big deal was always going on at, uh, probably now, um, not, not, uh, pc name for for a uh, ride it was called the kamikaze and you basically <laughs> just like got like you basically just got like strapped into like a, a metal cage almost like a shark tank and it was just like go up i just make inverted circles the entire time and like that was just it but i'm like i can't believe we trusted our lives with people who literally just build up a carnival for a weekend and then tear it down and just go like shake down another city people like, literally who traveling did meth in. 30 minutes ago <laughs> people who are doing meth right now we've got the pipe out with the lighter yeah i mean i don't know carnivals are fun do? i like bumper cars that is like probably the most dangerous ride. Like, Actually, on, probably, probably that's probably your your biggest risk of like losing limb or something. As, like, easily, one of those. yeah, the one where you're crashing vehicles into <laughs> each other intentionally with like electric flame, like a, you know, like the electric sparks. Like I don't know how those things are powered. Like oh, speak about something that needs alkaline that could be P powered. We could just P power bumper cars. I I was traumatized by bumper cars as a kid because (laughs) I was going in one one time and I got hit and the car, for whatever reason, got locked into reverse. So I was just (laughs) reversing around and like people were crashing into me and like I was eight and my back was killing me after that. I was like, this sucks. (laughs) Like five minutes of going in reverse in a bumper car. And I'm sure you're like mom and dad are just pointing at you laughing as this is all going like on. Like whiplash. And I was like crying. Like, <laughs> uh, So, I mean, I would do bumper cars again, but there was a significant break before I would do bumper cars. Not that I'm presented with the opportunity very often. Speaking, speaking of, so see the main attraction here is the Ferris wheel. And you want to just go on a digression really quick talking about how unsafe festival rides are have you ever read devil in the white city <laughs> the the festival ride of getting trapped in a sub basement below no, no, a hotel no, no, no. <laughs> no so part of devil in the white city is they talk about the, the, the world's, world's fair, fair. and the and rides at, there were insane at the world's fair was the first ever ferris wheel yeah they didn't even they they had so little time to construct it they basically finished it the night before it was supposed to open and they just put people on it and just crossed their fingers and hoped it worked like they, probably didn't, they like, didn't really test drive it beforehand which is fucking insane probably like six people died in the construction of that ferris wheel oh. like that is the specific reason that osha exists and, and that ferris wheel was probably what like 12 feet high or something like that like it was not like one of the it was not like the one at navy pier constructed out of wrought iron pennsylvania steel baby 
Oh man, I I am so actually speaking of bumper cars in a fair a couple years ago after um, <laughs> Wait, I'm I'm just imagining like a twelve foot high Ferris wheel <laughs> where it's like just above eye level, but somebody still tries to get a hand job on it. <laughs> oh, <no. laughs> I'm just envisioning old time like eighteen hundreds people just like freaking out at being that high off the ground. <laughs> this is the devil's work. <laughs> <laughs> Um, we, Say, Marianne, we pull up that hoop skirt and let me get a peek at your ankle on this Ferris wheel. <laughs> no one can see us. We're 12 feet in the air. Everybody um, is blind due to smallpox. <laughs> we, we, went to, we went to the Robertson County Fair, which is like a couple counties north. And uh, we, we, went for, we went there for the demolition derby. Nice. Which was dude. sick. You ever been to a demo derby before? No, I want to go. Maddie's family, one of her uncles, does demolition Fuck derby. Yes, like you have to go. You have. Yeah, to go I see know. That. What an awesome hobby to be involved in. Like, hey, here's my aunt. She's in. Uh, she's a. Uh, she's an accountant. Here's uh, my uncle. He's a uh, marketer. And then here's my other uncle. Um, he's kind of the black sheep of the family. He's really into demolition derby. And you're like, she, she would talk <laughs> about how he would buy a beater and work on it for like six months, getting it to run. Okay. And then it would just get destroyed in 10 minutes. Like Dude, it's so hundreds of hours of work put into a car that is just gone. So, so do you know like how you win in demolition derby? So like you have uh, do the your, coolest demolition. I, I think on your, I think on your driver's side. I can't remember if you're. Oh, you have like a flag, okay. Okay. And um, you like basically crash into people. Um, and then I think if there's like a judge, there's like kind of like a a boxing judge who can watch too and like figure out like if you're pinned for too scoring long. scoring points. Yeah, if you're pinned for too long, like they'll you'll um they'll call it but like you can like pull yourself out by like grabbing the flag and like basically it's like you're it's like if you're flat like if you grab the flag or if you grab the flag and like oh like you're surrendering and then if somebody else grabs your flag and gets rid of it like they they get you out of the game they get you out of the game so it's like i basically I... like capture the flag I, I love the added, not just that the whole point is to crash vehicles into each other, but that part of it is extending your arm outside of the vehicle to grab something on another vehicle. I, I that, that actually could be wrong. I, I think sixty percent of grabbing. arm amputations in the United States <laughs> would be demolition derby related. <laughs> um, think that i think that's wrong but i i can't i but it was it was it was fun because like i didn't really like they did they did like heats and everything like it was awesome like it was like a like a three hour thing and like just imagine the crew the type of crew that's out there watching oh my god there's a, there's real america that's real of, america right a lot there. of mountain dew and cigarette smoking going fuck on. nascar like real <laughs> america is going to the demolition derby hell yeah brother like NASCAR tickets cost $200. We want the people who can't afford that and are there just for the crashes. I've been I like, mean, I love state fairs. Like, I'm not sure if you've ever been to the Wisconsin state fair, but it's absolutely yeah, sick. 
and it's like way closer than the Illinois State Fair is to the Chicagoland area. Oh yeah, you can. Uh, it's basically like, it's basically right by um, Miller Park ish. It's just like, yeah. kind of like right next to it. Um, yeah, you go and get the um, go and get the cream puffs. They're yeah. Amazing. We went. I actually year, the think those are not particularly good. I, I'm not sure why that's like the food there out of all know. the foods. It's like it's like um, pasties up in up in northern Michigan. Like I think they're gross. I think they're all disgusting. But like everybody loves to eat them there. Like you know, what's better than those cream puffs. Like an eclair that you get from Dunkin' Donuts. <laughs> I was gonna say, you know, it's better. It's probably some uh, some cheese curds that you get, but. Um, yeah, there yeah. was like one summer I lived up there. There was like it's bizarre. There was like a rash of like crime going on at the fair. Like people were getting jumped and like beaten up and shit. <laughs> stealing catalytic converters, <laughs> <laughs> just stealing cheese from people and beer. <laughs> Trying to strip the Ferris wheel for copper wire. It's our <laughs> our pri our prized cheese. Like that episode of The Simpsons when Homer steals the Mona Lisa gummy war gummy bear. Exactly. Yeah, it's like here's our prized piece of cheese that's in the shape of like I don't know Bart Star. Like this is the, <laughs> this is like the most coveted item in Wisconsin. A, a, a butter sculpture of Brett Favre's bust. <laughs> <laughs> Here's a, here's a Lombardi trophy made out of Havarti. Or more appropriately, due to color, a butter sculpture of Brett Favre's penis. Stop. <laughs> <laughs> it, that's his fault, man. Nobody asked for it. He's the one who distributed it to a journalist. <laughs> oh. Don't blame me for what Brett Favre did. I'm going to blame Brett Favre for what you did. So we're at about an hour here. I don't know if we want to do another segment or what. I've got like a couple of things that I could read or we could just call it. Um, yeah, let's do, we could do, we could do one or, let's do one or two more segments. Okay. Yeah. We got, we so, got we to gotta get our sweet prints back from, uh, from Western PA. Yeah. So we need, we need to give him as much driving material as possible. But shout out toilet, we miss you. Miss you toilet. If you uh, if you if you listen to this episode, just say the word back Brett Favre's penis. <laughs> so, I've got a segment for you and I here, Zach as the two uh one current one former Chicago residents. Mhm. Um this I, I, Kim Jong Un poem. No, it's not. We could save that for toilet. Uh, the This is from DNA Info Chicago. I believe nice. a Ricketts own publication, if I remember correctly. Uh, oh, they, this wasn't this the um, wasn't this the one that like used to uh, that used to report like on like very local news. Yeah, like like kind of like borough by borough or yeah, neighborhood by neighborhood. It, it's okay. now defunct. It doesn't have any active reporting on it, but they, for they still have the archive live. Um, I, and, yeah, I remember that was a big deal when it was shut down. Um, and this is from the Rogers Park in Edgewater neighborhood. Uh, the title of this article is, These Guys Walked All of Western Avenue and Drank at All 64 Bars. <laughs> <laughs> the, these guys are our heroes. 
Over three days, Steve Mosqueda and Sean Benjamin pulled off arguably one of the greatest drinking feats in Chicago history. And a drinking city, by the way, a city full of historic drinking feats going all the way back to its founding uh, by but, Jean Pointe de Sam. Um, can I can can we give a little? Can we do a little uh, uh, verbal description of our friends Steve and Sean really quick in the picture? Yeah. So I assume Steve. Uh, this is uh, 2016, by the way. I think they probably did it in 2015. Okay. Uh, Steve is wearing is a shorter man. He's wearing a fedora. He's got a little flavor saver and is a rotund man wearing a red Hawaiian shirt and a backpack. And, and don't forget the best piece of, of apparel that he has on. Um, what's that, Zachary? He has a little pork pie hat, a little Jason oh. Mraz hat. Yeah, that's Jason Mraz hat. Good description. It's not a fedora. Um, and then Sean appears to be wearing a mechanics jumpsuit. Hell yeah. Hell yeah. Sean yeah. knows the best places to drink on Western Avenue. I, I mean, that's an elite piece of drinking attire for anybody. I, like, it's almost like I don't know if he's in a full suit or if that's just his, that's just a sh like a, a shirt and he's got like, I don't know, like like chinos on or something, but I'm just going to assume that that is his work. That's his work jumpsuit. I, 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 in my mind, I want to believe that he's a mechanic and that's his work jumpsuit. And he's not just one of those dipshit who wears one to LARP is somebody like that. Yeah. I'd like to believe that he's a real classic Chicago guy just, performing just this feat of drinking at all 64 bars on Western. Just, you know, got the thick Chicago accent, like longtime White Sox fan. Exactly. Yeah. They're also in this picture with a classic Chicago bartender, uh, older woman of Eastern European descent, just, you know, a, a real yeah. salt she, of the earth type lady. Yeah. She, she just looks like she could, you know, she's very nice, but she could probably drink you under the table. And she can kick you out of the bar too. Exactly. She can, do she all can bodily that. remove both Steve and Sean from the bar if necessary. For sure. For sure, and Steve, Steve's a Steve's a tall or Sean's a tall guy. Sean is definitely a head above all of them. I I can't really he's, tell he's if he's hunching. He's hunching too, so like he's probably much taller than them. I I can't tell if he would be tall in real life though, or if the two people he's pictured next to are just short. Okay, we can keep going. We can keep going though. But Sean Sean is comparative to the other people. He is tall. Mosqueda and Benjamin visited 64 bars on Western Avenue, walking about 24 miles from 119th Street to Howard Street, and had at least one pint at every single bar. That's insane. The pair's achievement was filmed for a 25-minute do documentary called The Western Avenue Project. It's an accomplishment I don't think I would ever mention again, said Mosqueda of Edgewater. Said Benjamin, a lot more simply, I wouldn't do it again. <laughs> But by, by the way, I mean, first of all, you know, it's a lot of beer to drink, but also that's 24 miles. It's a long ass fucking way to walk. Yeah. And I, I can understand this from doing like drinking challenges. Um, Zachary, I'm sure that you've completed yours in your time. I think a few. probably the one that I've done that's most akin to this is doing open to close at Kilroy's in Bloomington, Indiana. Shout out the shirt, free advertising. Yeah. On Martin Luther King Jr. Day in 2012 or 2013, I 
did open to close at Kilroy's, which is getting there at 8 a.m. and staying till closing time at 3 a.m. the following day. And that was just a fucking miserable experience. And I spent a lot of money to get a T-shirt. Uh, <laughs> so I can feel what, what, what uh, would you, what Mr. Would you Benjamin. What would you market at, like 100 bucks? It was about like one hundred and forty dollars. That's a of lot, though. College price drinking. Yeah, at a college price bar, like that's insane. Yeah, it wasn't like a specials day or anything. It was uh, Monday, so like the best special was one dollar wells. But there are only so many one dollar wells you can get before just feeling absolutely ill, and you're mm. also eating at the bar for breakfast, lunch, and dinner. Oh God. Yeah, oh, it's God. it's not a good situation. And you had to probably take a shit at the bar too. That was like one of the worst experiences of my it's life. Her, and I knew it, I knew it was going to happen. And the bathrooms there are okay, relatively speaking, for a college bar or even for like any bar, I'll say, going to many restaurants and bars. Like it could be a lot worse, but it still was not something that I would ever want to do again. Got it. The duo, both performers at Drinking Riding Theater in West Loop, wanted to use their walk on Western Avenue, the longest continuous street in Chicago, as material for one of their shows. I, I feel I feel them on this, like doing anything to come up for material for your show. I, I understand that entirely. I mean, we Just are, we having eaten productive. blue Takis at 9.45 in the morning. <laughs> uh, and we really approached it as a way of showing a historical side of the city and documenting it, Benjamin said. It wasn't approached as, let's get wasted up and down Western Avenue. Um, I appreciate the the intent here. I, I think, earnestly, I can understand what they were trying to go for here. Chicago does have a lot of historic bars, and I, I feel like approaching it like this is a, like a really cool way of doing like sort of an understated chicago history lesson yeah, especially if their I, intent was to film it damn dude that's that's freaking far south i mean that is that that's actually like that western you're 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 fu- you're near the calumet river when you're starting that out you're probably at least like if you were to draw a parallel line from from that spot across like you're closer to gary than you are downtown chicago down there yeah, absolutely. Like you're so, starting at the cop bars in Mount Greenwood and going all the way through the south side, all the way up to like O'Hare pretty much. <laughs> Uh, Mosqueda and Benjamin shot their exploits on cameras. Jamie Budzik was tasked with editing the project. I couldn't just make a documentary using the footage they gave me because it was essentially a long, drunken home movie, said Budzik of Humboldt Park. So I went back and did all the interviews to kind of contextualize the long, insane bar crawl and or spiritual journey. I was happy to do it because I appreciate people who use art to justify their drinking. Salute. Um, (laughs) After wandering into drinking at 18 bars from 119th to 95th Street on the southwest side the first day, a Friday, the pair didn't think they would make it. Beginning at Chandler's Lounge at 11848 Southwestern Ave. So that's what we're talking about in terms of address. There are five numbers in it. Friends would drop by while they were drinking to buy them around. When customers or bartenders heard about the potential documentary, shots were frequently purchased. 
After the first night, we knew we couldn't be drinking that much. We were extremely hungover, Mosqueda said. Sean threw up the first night and passed out. I, this, this is making sense why Sean said never again. <laughs> I, I like how they're like talking about this endurance drinking challenge. And on the first night, they made it from 118th Street to 95th Street, about 10 blocks, and just got blackout drunk at the first five bars they went to. Uh, after sleeping at a friend's house they marched on the second morning starting their next wave of bars 10 a.m in 85 degree oh no oh it sounds horrible we got right back to work and we got over that hump it was like clocking into work benjamin said (laughs) they made it from 90 sean really is hating this (laughs) everything he said he's like i hated this after day one They made it from 95th Street to Division Street after the second night, stumbling their way north from the south side. Benjamin recalled some interesting bars, including one on 63rd, where the bartenders kept the customers locked inside to keep them protected from riffraff outside. That is an insane way to go. After making it 10 blocks the first night, they made it all the way from 63rd to Division. Shit, man. That's that's, That's like parallel to like Gold Coast. They made it all the way to Wicker Park. Yeah, that's nuts. Like In terms of just walking distance, that's an insane way to go, let alone drinking. Yeah, there's probably some... uh, Yeah, there's probably a couple couple of places on on, uh, Western that could get a little dicey. I mean, you're making it all the way through the south side. You're going all the way through Englewood. I think that's what they're... uh, sort of implying with the interesting bar on 63rd. Uh, so, I, I mean, so, but uh, continuing on, but for the most part, Benjamin Mosqueda, Mexican-American, never felt nervous during their trek. Um, Benjamin, of Scottish and Irish descent, a.k.a. a conspicuous white guy, noticed during the documentary that customers would warn them of upcoming neighborhoods or the ones they just left, but their present hoods were always just fine. People were just saying that you want to have somebody protect you, but it was really blown out of proportion, Benjamin said. There was never a racially odd vibe. It was more like, this is crazy that you guys are doing this. So, you know, that's what it's it's about uniting people and bringing people together through the spirit of getting shit-based drunk together. Yeah. Uh, the pair finished their journey on a late Sunday night at Candlelight, 7452 Northwestern Ave on Howard Street, so all the way up by Rogers oh, Park. Oh, God, this is the worst part of this whole thing. And then had a snack at IHOP. Oh, God. Oh. On their voyage, they hit a bunch of incredible taco joints, danced the country bars, Alice's, and met a lot of people who didn't speak English. They finished the task, quote-unquote, for the city of Chicago. <laughs> we love Chicago, and what better way to celebrate it by drinking our way up the spine of the city? I don't feel like a hero. <laughs> <laughs> The hero is the city of Chicago. Oh my God. These guys are awesome. I'm not a hero. Don't salute me. I disagree, Mr. Mosqueda. You are a hero. Mr. Mosqueda and Mr. Benjamin, you guys are the heroes. I do love how they're like, yeah, we did it for the city. Put it on for my city. Them and like any professional athlete. What's find, Find me the difference between those two. That's a feat of endurance, athleticism, and, and, alcoholism that i've i've seen among few people ever 
I cannot imagine the cumulative hangover they had on the Monday following this. Like these are both uh, probably mid thirties to forties aged gentlemen and like a three day collective hangover on that. Like we're talking DTs and shakes after doing something like this. I mean, I bet you they're finally just getting over the hangovers now. <laughs> In 2021. Five Actually, they're both probably dead. No. <laughs> <laughs> I'm sure they're but doing just fine. I'm, pr- I'm proud of these guys. That's, that's, a, that's, a, that's, a good, that's a good feat. No, by the way, I always write, Sean is a White Sox fan. There's another picture later on down of a of Sean, Mr. Mosqueda and Mr. Benjamin. Oh, it is just a shirt. And they're wearing matching shirts. They're wearing matching Boo. shirts. Boo. Oh, my God. This, this ruined the moment for me. <laughs> I do love those old wood panel bars, though. Those things are fun. There's a bunch in Milwaukee. We just one have, of my we, we found it. We found a we found a few like kind of like dives like that. One of my favorite bars in Chicago that they would have hit on this journey is called Stella's, and it's on Western Avenue between Division and uh, Armitage Avenue, um, and it is like an old hole in the wall bar. And one day doing a very similar bar crawl, like in earnest down Western Avenue between division. And I would say probably, uh, Logan Boulevard. Mm-hmm. We hit there. It was about two 30 in the afternoon. And I remember this in the morning. <laughs> no, it was even like more inappropriate timing for a place like this. We go in there and there's, like one guy just drinking whiskey at a bar, just like doing shot after shot after shot. And I remember there was Olympic snowboarding on at the time. <laughs> um, so that was what was playing in the bar. And then oh man, that place is a hole in the wall. I'm looking at it on, on Google. We were Google images. Yeah. Shooting pool. And one of the girls we were with starts playing around with the touch tunes and then in a practically empty bar with about five people in it, uh, Friends with Low Places starts playing at about 120 decibels. <laughs> like the loudest I have ever heard Friends in Low Places in my entire life. And the guy, it, it was so loud that the alcoholic drinking shots of whiskey at 2.30 p.m., left the bar because it was so oppressively loud. <laughs> I got friends in low places. Yes, exactly. Your mic is pretty good at uh, regulating your volume levels. That was that was okay. Well that's good. Well that's good to know. Alright, well that was that was a good that was a good one. That was a good one to end on. I'm proud of those guys. They are heroes. They're the heroes that we wanted and the heroes we deserved it makes me want to go on a bar crawl it does make me want to go on a bar crawl maybe that's what i'll do today i'll just absolutely waste the day going to bar <laughs> well I'm, I'm going to go play golf this afternoon so i guess that's the 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 um the white collar version of a bar crawl yes exactly well it depends on who you're golfing with like i'm i'm i know you but at some times, I'm sure you could be a pretty serious and competitive golfer as well. I'm sure it really depends on the people that you're going with. Yeah, I, I play one of the play with two guys. One's a one's a really good golfer. The other, um, he likes to go out and drink beers. 
Yeah, I, I don't know. I feel like you either want to be with a group of duffers who's just like going out there for the experience, or if you want to play play, you need to go with a group of people who wants to do that. Yeah, if you want to play play, you got to play like in the morning. Like early, early morning is the best time to go. Yeah. Ooh, I've got a 6.45 a.m. tea time. Gosh, that's like, I mean, I, I know we went to go play golf on my bachelor party, but I'm glad we didn't, like somebody didn't do the like 7.30 a.m. tea time. Like That's, that's a always royal like, the, the I number. sat by the lake and drank beer. Yeah, I, but that was the, the smart decision. It was also like the one day a year in Indiana when it's 100 degrees. Yeah. Um, But that's always like bachelor party faux pas number one is the guy who insists on doing like the 8 a.m. tea time yeah um i recently went on like a bachelor party of sorts it was like a baby moon for one of my friends where we all went up to wisconsin and got shit-faced for a weekend sick and we did a round of golf and uh we got hammered. Did you, uh, did you, uh, for each hole, just say, put me down for a 12 ounce? <laughs> Pretty much. Like, <laughs> I haven't swung a golf club in anger in like five years prior to that. <laughs> in <laughs> and, anger. And like the driving range was closed, so we couldn't even warm up. So, yeah, couldn't get any practice. I mean, like, it's a rhythm sport. Like, it's one of those things sure, where, for sure. Like, the first swing, like I just straight up missed the ball in time. <laughs> like my head was down and I still missed. I was like, okay, got to keep my head down. Got to look at the ball. Like we're going to make, we're just like trying to make contact here. And like, I'll foul it off. Like I'll take that and take a drop. <laughs> like, foul. foul ball, strike one. <laughs> and I just missed. Like the foot wedge was in play the entire time. Did not matter. <laughs> So you gotta yeah grab when you're in the sand trap you just take a couple swings and hit sand out and then you just throw you just take one hand of sand throw it up and then throw the ball it's like you swing your arm down instead of the club and pick up the ball and toss it onto the green yeah. good hit <laughs> all right buddy well enjoy your round toilet we miss you and love you get home safe drive safe the Lord is my shepherd, I am not sheep I am just a short stone's throw from the streets I bring my offering, I will not preach Awaken my demons, you can hear that man screaming I'm no different than the priest, priest. Santeria. 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 Santeria They say that death comes in threes, how appropriate, appropriate. Triple brack the Russian like Soviets. Soviets Had the Kremlin, searching for the green like a gremlin Presidential emblem, presidential tent on the ship that I am driven in.